Hi, folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis. Today on the podcast, we have kind of a fun little endeavor. I have Dr. Mick Harding with us here today, and we're going to share a little bit of some of those old fun vet stories that happened because, you know, it's seldom where things go perfectly right. Ain't that right, Dr. Mick? Yeah, usually it's organized chaos. <laughs> That's a great way to put it, organized chaos. So, you know, crack open your favorite beverage and let's start digging into some of these here stories. So maybe to start off with, you know, calving. Calving is always just that time of year when you talk about organized chaos. I mean, that's that's when things are going well. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. You know, you, you get a guy that might have 100 or 200 cows, and they might pull two. They might have to assist two calves a year, whereas as a vet, you get into 100 of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, you can take something that they think is... Uh, so we can make kind of the impossible sometimes look pretty easy, where it seems like, you know, yeah. I've, I've gotten those calls, and the get you get there, and the guy's just exhausted. He's been working, and I'll get there, and mm-hmm. I almost have to hold the calf in, you know, to make it look a little more difficult than maybe it was. But, you know, I, I don't know if those are necessarily funny, but it's just, it's just more of an observation. Always had to tell him the story, oh, boy, you couldn't have got it without me, you know, yeah. feel a little better, but... but uh, yeah, well, you know, it's it's you know, you talk about calving and just kind of the if it's something you do on a regular basis, that like you said, things that would be more difficult are a lot easier. But you think back, like for me, like when you I first started and I hadn't done it a gazillion times. Yeah, they're all hard. They're all hard. <laughs> like you know, prior to me being a veterinarian, my grandfather had the habit of buying bread feedlot heifers. Oh goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they were they were cheap, weren't they? <laughs> they better be. And so, yeah, he dumped them off at the place, and when they calved, guess who uh, got to get that calf out? Yeah, if you don't get them fat, you're probably all right. But, we kept uh, them thinner, so it yeah. wasn't too bad. But explain this to me, Mick. Am I an idiot? But why, after doing that, did I think it was a good idea to become a veterinarian when my experience into <laughs> was pulling hey, cats well out get, of bread feed lot effort? Might as, might as well get paid for it. Man, that's probably <laughs> what it was. It's like, oh, I'm do doing it, this for free. It'd be it. different right. if you know I actually right. got a check for it. So, yeah, that that was that's chaos when you talk about calving season. I'm sure there's been other chaotic events that you've had a good time. You know, with. along with calving is probably the most eventful are actually the uterine prolapses. If nobody's oh, familiar with sure. those, it's where they throw the whole calf bed they'll call it out and those things can be big and juicy and Mm -hmm. some are easy it's amazing it's like i always said it was like uh trying to take chewing gum and inserting it into a straw (laughs) Uh, eventually it's amazing how it eventually would would you'd get it kind of worked in there and and it would go you know not all of them turned out well, probably fifty-fifty death loss, regardless of what mm-hmm. happened. They snap an artery and bleed. But uh, my probably funniest uterine prolapse, and I got two stories about this guy, and I'm not going to mention names. He was uh, probably eighty when I was working for him. Oh, sure. And he had cows, and it must have been nine or ten at night, whatever. And calls me and he yells into the phone. See, he can't hear. He has a hearing aid, so obviously you can't hear either. Sure. <laughs> So he's yelling on the phone, like, calf bed's out, calf bed's out. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll be out. I'm get out there. And, of course, it's down, and she's laying uphill. I don't know if anybody's going to put them in. It's usually gravity helps you. She want them mm-hmm. so you can push the uterus in downhill and not trying to roll the rock uphill. Yeah. Well, it's dark in the barn. There's no lights, and he's got a flashlight. So I'm like, well, hold the flashlight on her so I can see her. Well, he holds the flashlight right in my eyes. 
Now, it's one of those jobs you don't really need to see to do anything. But, but I mean, sure I'm doesn't blind help. doesn't help either. And yeah, the, the light was, and I would get up and push his hand to put it down. And and he was so intent watching me, and pretty soon the light would shine right back up, <laughs> right, right in my eyes. And finally got it in, but, uh, and that, did, that didn't go well either, because I wasn't able to stitch it up. She got up, walked out, and pushed and the whole thing came out again oh, so but this time she was up and it went in the second time I yeah yep, yep, yep. okay i don't know if she ever did live i talked to the guy all the time he never said boo about it so i'm assuming she left but yeah <laughs> well what what else did you have for an adventure at this gentleman's place well this wasn't at his place when i first started veterinary work i had a a, a wasn't a veterinarian, but the guy that I worked with kind of ran the counter. But he would also do calf work for people, which was no problem. Mm-hmm. You know, he was better at it than I would because I, I was a rookie and everybody had gotten him for years. And yeah. I just haven't cut my teeth yet. And maybe people didn't trust me as much. He was probably faster and actually better at it than I was. Sure, sure. Uh, just for experience. But uh, so he actually did the calf work for this guy. When I'm talking that, mm-hmm. you know castrations, dehorn, processing type stuff. And, yeah, and yeah. At that time, there was more dehorning going on than mm-hmm. there is now. Mm-hmm. More pulled bulls. We don't see as many horns. But So I don't know. It was about the fair time. Nice day, you know, late August. And we always tried to get and work those calves late August if we could or even earlier and probably work till noon until it got hot or whatever. Yeah. So this guy's scheduled for like two weeks out. I mean, this is a day because he had to round, round up his help, which are maybe a year younger than him. Ooh, I mean, so this this isn't a so the coffee spry, table is pretty empty this at isn't the cafe a, that yeah, morning. Yeah, this huh? isn't a spry group, you might put it. But so anyway, I'm this calf work is scheduled for like the next day, and I'm sitting in the back of the of the clinic, and it's all of a sudden I can hear somebody yelling out in the street. And I'm, granted, now I'm in the back of this building, and I can, I'm like, what in the hell is going on? You know, mm-hmm. and I slide my chair over, and I and I look out, and here it's this guy coming across the street, just yelling into our into our door. Sure, you know, all the way across the street, he's yelling, and he walks in and starts cussing and swearing and. Says, "I'll just make up the name." Says, "Bob, we can't work the calves tomorrow. My help." Says the some bitches are going to the fair. They don't have any money and they're going to the fair. He's just screaming. I think the whole town heard him. It was just, it was just oh we laughed about it for, <laughs> but the work eventually got done. But yeah, he's just yeah. People came in like, what was that guy mad about? You know? <laughs> Again, like I said, he oh. can't hear, so nobody else can. You know? Yeah, we probably all know people like that. You know, and that's the funny part I think about our job is is that. The animals do f- do odd things, but they they are animals. It's the people, yeah, yeah, yeah. That and and that's that's nothing against folks. It's just no, it's just people. But animals are more predictable than people are. Yeah, I've done funny things myself where people have laughed at me. So you know, <laughs> whatever, been knocked on my butt a few times, not paying attention or getting kicked. You know, so it's how funny many- after the fact. It's not fun at the time. It hurts, but so how many bulls have you preg checked? Oh, you, you can't remember yourself either. 
No, I've actually put O's on them at the cell barn. They'll come through in the dark, like a to- <laughs> yeah, like a total dispersion cell. Or got well, sure, the, yeah. The cell barn doesn't have time to so they sort send everything. They just yeah. send, you just go get the pen and you bring it, and pretty soon you're you're testing. And well, there went a bull. It's got an O on it. You know, I think they appreciate the fact you didn't put a P on them. Yeah, I don't know. some of them too. I'd I'd get kind of ornery, and I'd just put an O on them just because. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's always cool seeing a. A bull with a O. <laughs> I guess I've never called one pregnant, but I have seen it done. So, uh, yeah. I, first time it happened to me was it was a gentleman's place, and the the shoot was in a barn, not very well lit. And I'd only been out for like a year or two. Bull comes into the well, the animal comes into the shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we were doing four hundred cows that day, so I was just going and going. You know, mm-hmm. I stick my arm in, and I'm just paused, like, where's the parts? Like, where's the parts, you know? Because even if she's open, there's supposed to be parts. Right. And I look at the guys, they're all snickering. They say, look down. Well, I look down, and there's a set of seeds hanging there, and I realize mm-hmm. that yeah. the, the parts aren't where they're supposed to be. <laughs> I got, I've had guys, I don't preg check as much as I used to. I, I spay a lot more heifers mm-hmm. anymore. But, uh, uh, yeah, anymore, I've been in enough of them. I can almost, you start putting it in there. A bull is is quite a bit tighter than typically a cow, so you mm-hmm. almost notice it right away. Without yep. It but. almost makes your arm as tired to oh, yeah. do a big set of bulls semen testing, oh, yeah. even though you don't have your arm yeah, in there they, very they long, can, than a big set of cows, because they can just squeeze so hard. Yeah, they can really clamp on you. There's no doubt about it. But So this podcast isn't for the uh, faint of stomach. I would like to point that out. Uh, uh, we've I, already I, gotten past that point. Once I don't you think vets our, start talking, you should know that. I think our line of work, it's probably... You know, I've seen, you know, adult men that you wouldn't expect squeamish a little blood and they just turn white and got to go sit down. And I was going to say, what's been the best, best, that's that's a cruel way to put it. What's been the most interesting situation you've had with somebody getting squeamish? Um, Gosh, I'm trying to think. It, it's actually more common when you do their pets. I oh, found like a pet sure. is cut. I mean, like a... Uh, a big thing hunting dogs is they'll cut the tips of their ears. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, nothing bleeds more than a dog's ears. Jeez, and then, yeah. then it, it irritates and they'll shake their head. And so the blood will wrap around their neck and it'll, it'll look like their necks are cut. And mm-hmm. boy, you'll have, I mean, big husky men that you'd, you'd swear nothing would bother them. And they'll come in with their dog and they think it's dying and they are shook up. Oh, they're they're distraught, and then mm-hmm. you just show them the little nick on the ear, and it's like, whoo, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. No ears, are, yeah, they bleed like a son of a buck. There's no yeah. doubt about that. And they don't stop; they just keep bleeding. No, they're kind of drip, drip, drip. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's amazing how much blood they have in them. By the when you think yeah. about how much they seem to lose with those those ear nicks, right? Yeah. No, the worst squeamish thing I've had was when we had a gentleman bring in a cow that figured she had a retained placenta. It was June, hot June. And she had a 90-pound calf. And so I figure I'm going to be just cleaning up, you know, putting some um, fluid in a cow that's got a retained placenta. And I run into a butt Mm -hmm. in the cow's butt and realize it's not a retained placenta. It's the twin that they didn't assume was there because she just had a 90-pound calf. Right. And it's been about 10 days. Nice order, though. I have only vomited once 
as a veterinarian. Mm-hmm. But that was the time that the gentleman that brought her in, he also he had a fairly weak stomach. Oh yeah, yeah that doesn't that doesn't help. <laughs> and so um, this is still when I practiced with my wife. So she's watching the two of us giggling as he's standing by the towards the front of the cow, holding the tail, puking one direction. I'm on the back of the cow trying to get the calf out, puking the other direction, yeah. and my, my very compassionate wife is there giggling and taking pictures. <laughs> That's good. And something to talk about. Yeah, exactly. I, I've been fortunate. That that odor has never bothered me. Oh, that's good. I mean, that's, yeah, I, I get it. It's a rotten odor, but it's mm-hmm. never it's never bothered me. That's a handy asset to have as a veterinarian. Yeah, it's kind of maybe more fortunate than anything because I, I could reach right in there and muck around with that stuff, and mm-hmm. it, the odor never Never bothered me. What would be something that has kind of gotten to you, maybe? Cutting myself. Oh. I don't like my own blood. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give shots. I'll cut stuff up. I'll wade into abscesses and blood. and Mm. It's my own. It's time to go home. (laughs) That's, we're done. Yeah. That's enough. I don't don't like my own blood. I, I, even to go to a doctor and get shots, I have to sit down. Really? Or like for insurance stuff and get blood drawn mm-hmm. or for physicals. Yeah, I, I, I got to sit down. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wimp when it comes it's, to my own body or yeah, my own blood or needles going into me. I do not like it. And that's what's so funny because you're just used to, you know, doing it for, uh, for other animals. Yeah, right. right. You just feel like you'd be so immune yeah. to it. But no, it's... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not saying this lightly either. I mean, I have to sit down. I will physically turn white and I can... Really? Pass out, yeah. Well, you know, it's good for a man to know his I limitations, look. right? Yeah, I, I sit I sit down. If I know I got to go to doctor and get my blood drawn, I, I'm just a nervous wreck, cold and clammy all day. Really? Until it's done. I got to book it right in the morning. Hmm. Otherwise, I... Well, you're still... Just nervous all day about it. Still drowsy enough not to yeah, really think yeah, about what you're Yeah, just go and get it over with, go about your day. And... Mm-hmm. No, no. Well, you know, I think maybe one more thing to wrap it up that always seems to be amusing is when you have a situation, it's it's amusing after the fact always, not the time, oh, yeah. when cattle are not in the containing entity they're supposed to be in anymore, when they get out. Yeah, we've I've had work that's been postponed till another day because <laughs> out there they bust out and mm-hmm. i tell you what you just don't go get them back in like you did the first time so there's another day mm-hmm. i've had them actually bulls escape the head gate mm-hmm. before the procedure is completely done Ooh. and where you have them cut open and sure their actual testicles are i think we can there. fill in the blanks is what we're trying yeah, to say yeah and out they go and those you do get back in right away but yeah i've had that happen more than once where the head gate gets loose and out they go. It's like, okay. Yeah, then the, you never get to really know for sure when 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 things go wrong. You never get to really pick when they're going to go yeah. wrong. Yeah, stuff like that. It's nobody's fault. It's just mechanical failure. But, you know, yeah. you get cattle in pens and mm-hmm. they crowd one in. All of a sudden something gives and out they go. It's yeah. nobody's fault, you know. Just they're big animals and they push, something gives. Here's a question for you. Um, you say big animals. Do you feel like they're getting bigger all oh, yeah. the time? Yeah. I kind of felt the same way, but you've yeah. done this a little longer. Our, our cow sizes have. Have, have gotten bigger, and I, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if I really necessarily pay attention to the bulls or, or see them sell at the sale barns, but mm-hmm. boy, there's a lot of cull bulls out there that are, you know, well over a ton. You know, oh, they're yeah. just huge. They're huge. And, you know, even our feedlot animals, I was just talking to a guy this morning and we we're talking about how he doesn't like to finish cattle anymore based on, you know, the packer and the market. You know, we can play mm-hmm. that game, but, but he's like, you know, now it's steers. Shoot, we're taking them 1,600, 1,700 pounds. Yeah. Heifers, you know, used to be what, 1,250? You know, now they're 14 mm-hmm. plus. Yeah, I, I just think our frame size has gotten. Bigger. And that's a different discussion, you know. And with that, I think comes more stresses on, especially the respiratory system. But and none yeah. of that's funny, you know. No, <laughs> we have we have pivoted away from the humorous yeah. conversation very quickly. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, Nick, I appreciate you coming down and sharing a few stories, just to kind of keep things a little lighthearted. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. And thank you to our listening audience. Y'all take care, folks. Mm-hmm.